On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irukti yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder echor inuik kart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara igornamion on kestchen echol. Vientalam aginam griv orkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. The Left Wing Podcast is in association with Aldi Play Rugby, feeding the future of Irish rugby in over 1,200 primary schools nationwide. O'Driscoll... Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald, oh Fitzgerald is cutting back inside! Leicester have another! Darcy and Driscoll through the legs, Rob Carney, out to Fitzgerald again, step and score! Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Aldi. I'm Will Slattery and a reminder that Independent.ie have teamed up with Aldi to give away some sets of tickets to the Ireland versus France game. If you'd like to try to get your hands on a pair, simply go to www.independent.ie forward slash Aldi dash Six Nations. And I'm also joined in studio, as always, by my co-host Luke Fitzgerald. Waiting a little longer this week as I, as I do our competition promo. Luke, hello. Yeah, it was very suave, Will. Thank you. Really come it's on only the second test. Yeah, yeah. Second take, right? Oh, jeez. Uh, I spoke too soon, Excuse did me. I? <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> uh, yes, Will, good to be back. Um, After our one-week hiatus when we were basking in the glow of Paul O'Connell being finally sent out. Yes, it was a good week for us. It was a good week for us. Um, I hope the listeners enjoyed as much as we did, actually, because I think we both enjoyed that one. Um, he was very so, interesting. Lost so much weight, didn't he? He's so skinny. He's kind of always been, yeah. I think since he retired, like he was always, you know, he always was very tight in the diet and that. I'm sure he's doing a good bit of training. He loved his training, so he looked like he has been doing. Wasting away, wasting away, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> no one else a pot noodle fan. No. Um, right, oh, uh, yeah. Well, look, it was it was good to have him in, and like you know, interesting weekend of results. Uh, I see Wales got the W at home. The W. The W. Yeah, like I think that was um, that was like it was a bit of a turn up for the books. I called it because I think it's hard to beat teams away. Where did you home. call it? I uh, I think I called it in the last show. Did you? I don't uh, think we talked you? about it with O'Connell. Uh, so something I think I think, yeah, I, th- I, think I did say we that Wales could beat them. Yeah. Um, I'll take your word for it. Maybe I was just thinking it. <laughs> uh, no, it is difficult to beat teams away from home. Uh, I'm telling you, it's a tough competition. Um, so that was good. That was probably the highlight of the weekend, really. Ireland, uh, yeah, a little bit disappointing. A little bit disappointing, but um, I wouldn't be as downtrodden as everyone else is about it. I think there's, you know, we'll probably go into it a bit more in depth now when with uh, Keen Tracy joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish independence, Keen Tracy. Irish independence, Keen Tracy. Yeah, uh, you know, Scotland probably expected that result over France, but I, I think you know it was. I think France encouraging enough performance. Just one thing on, on Ireland before we get into mm-hmm. our main discussion with Keen. Like I, I, a few people have said, is there any correlation between Joe Schmidt announcing his departure? 
and the downturn in performances, which I think, frankly, is ludicrous. Are you talking about Dave Kelly's article? <laughs> oh, did he, did he write that article? I think he wrote something like that. I think it was Dave. Oh, um, yeah. uh, look, look, is there something to... It's very hard to know what goes on. I, I don't think that's going through. Any, I think... Well, my the, point is that if he had announced that every press conference would be... What is going on? What's going on? Yeah, and it would be, yeah. oh, the mystery around Joe Schmidt's future is contributing to this. Yeah, but every, okay, on, on the flip side, everyone knows Warren Gatlin's gone as well. And they just came, they've got off to a flyer. So mm. uh, I don't think that really holds weight, really, for me. I think, um, you know, they just look like they're trying a bit too hard for me. They look like they want it a little bit too much. And it's kind of, it's, it's not, it hasn't, um, that hasn't really, uh, what's the word? It hasn't really shown itself in a way uh, like in terms of quality, mm. like, like sorry, I'm really not wording that very well, but do you know <laughs> what I mean? As in, like, they're that kind of wanting it too much has kind of come out in a bad way. I think Ireland have looked like they're a little bit tense, they're overrunning a few things, the past quality has been poor, kind of things we haven't associated with this team for a while. Will so, I uh, like, I think on that, um, they need to figure out, like, yes, you need to want it as much as they want it, but they need to figure out how to be calm. They need to be calm and they need to be able to deliver on some of the things uh, that they're practicing and training because apparently training's been going well. So uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like it's not like that's a, a bit of a cop out to say that something like Joe Schmidt going away has said, you know, people are saying, oh, well, we don't need to work hard anymore. I think they all really want these. They look to me like they have their one eye on the World Cup. Uh, that's what I think. I think they want this competition to go well. I feel like if it doesn't go well, that they're going to be lacking a bit of momentum going into that. Now, People say that might be a stretch, but that's kind of my own feeling on it. They feel like they need to get to correct things well because there's not too many more chances before that before World Cup selection. Could well be the case. And just before we, we kick off our Six Nations challenge, and I don't want to make this slot every week a kind of an update on your feud with the people of the good people of Northern Ireland, but I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I oh notice that you're now feuding with the official Ulster <laughs> Twitter account. Not content, I, not content to have like do you know what that pops was, back and forth with Ulster no. players, Stuart McCluskey, the Banger Bulldozer, Big Stew. You're now literally going straight to the source. I would unbelievable supportive of them in the, like when they, they've been crap the last two years and I've been really supportive uh, because I feel like they're going through a difficult period <laughs> yeah. but like oh, they really are they're, they're on everything at the moment they're a sensitive bunch do you know what it was the, the Ulster thing was I was like this is a weird thing for you guys to be like retweeting about it was like they said something like dead on but someone was criticising Stockdale like in, in the comment and they were like dead on I was like that, are you sure you want to be saying they're trying to have that? a pop at you trying to try to uh, it could have been that, unless I completely misconstrued what that guy was saying. But I reread it a few times. I was like, "Am I getting? Am I misreading what that guy is saying?" Uh, he's saying that Stockdale was poor defensively, and they're just like dead on. I was like, "Okay, well, whatever. If you're not going to support your own players, uh, that's up to you guys." But um, yeah, look, I, I think there's a. I think the Rory Best comments haven't helped. <laughs> the Stockdale comments about his defence have not helped. But say la vie, Will, you got to go through and you got to voice opinions on some things that are going to upset people at times. I get it. I like that they're all rowing in behind their own crowd, which is what you want from supporters. But sometimes, I suppose, I've been fairly opinionated on a few things that maybe the Ulster supporters haven't been that appreciative uh, of. Um, but look, I've got to, I've got to, I'm here to, to voice an opinion on some things. I try and go down the line. People will say I'm very Leinster-centric. Uh, of course, it's hard for me not to be at times. But what I would say is if people took a backward step from it, like Leinster have been the standout team for a long time, so it's far easier for me to be you know, saying, well, look, Leinster are playing well, the Leinster players are playing well, because that's that's been the case. The other provinces haven't gone as well. So everyone, you know, take a step back and, and, and you know, like look at it from a holistic point of view. Leinster have been the best performing team 
it's if if they were the if they were the worst performing team, I'd be saying as much. Mm. It's just been the case, unfortunately. You, you, I think you've more from like a pro Leinster pundit to just a really anti Ulster pundit. But I'm really not <laughs> anti. Like, I've been really supportive of Ulster. Like in in what's been a difficult period for them the last two years, I I feel like I've been fairly balanced because I, I didn't think things were going as badly and I think they'd had a lot of things go badly against in the last couple of years could see and the likes uh, and, and the obvious ones which we're not going to mention um, like I, I feel like they've had a difficult period and I, I didn't try and stick the boot in then but I'm not trying to stick the boot in now either I just feel like I feel fairly passionately about the Sean Cronin thing uh, even though it didn't go well from the weekend I don't I didn't think um, I think like he's been the standout hooker in Ireland um, the la- definitely the last year you could make an argument that Scannell was very close to him last season um, but like he's been unbelievable he's fought, like he's going to be up there for European Player of the Year he's up there for the top try scored all this kind of stuff he's been brilliant for, for Leinster um, and then the Stockdale thing like look that's Anyone who watches rugby and understands rugby like knows he's struggling. He struggles defensively, like, but he's been unbelievable going forward. I've been very clear on that, like, and people think it's like a, it's like a, it's something to do with me compare. I'm not comparing myself with anyone now. Like my time is past, like well past, and that guy's going to go on to achieve so much in an Irish jersey. I just feel like if I don't say it, I'm lying to people. Like he, like if you looked at the all, like the, some of the defensive work in the weekend was very poor, very poor, like, and it has been for a long time. He's going to get better. He will. It takes a long time. I think the wing is the hardest place to defend. Will so, look to answer your question. Yeah, but I feel like I'm being honest. Um, like there's lots of other Ulster players I've been very supportive of. So um, I think that's probably on balance. I like that they're defending their own crowd. It's what you'd expect. But I've been very honest. I think and look, I could be wrong as well. So I'm I'm open to that possibility. But that's just a view. Well, we'll move on to the Six Nations now. Delighted to be joined in the studio by Keen Tracy. Keen, I guess we're halfway through or just over halfway through the campaign. One defeat for Ireland, two wins, but I guess three poor enough performances. And at the weekend, there was a very high error count over in Rome and a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes from Joe Schmidt's men. Like, how do you assess their campaign overall? Yeah, it's 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 been disappointing, but I think there's been a, a massive overreaction by you know some people, like especially online. It's always a bad place, but like you see people, you know, questioning the likes of Johnny Sexton. Like, I mean. A couple of months ago, he was winning World Player of the Year award. People have such short memories, like in the game, and I guess that's down to the expectations that Joe Schmidt and this team have created for themselves. There's no getting away from the fact that the, the Italy game was really poor. I think the most frustrating aspect of about it was certain guys were given their big chance and they didn't take their chance. Are they going to get another chance between now and the World Cup? Because I, I think we've discussed it in here before. The World Cup warm-up games aren't really worth much. If you're not doing it in a Six Nations game, I don't think Joe is going to put much stock in you again. That might sound harsh, but I, I really think that this is this is a lot of guys' big chances. Um, it was just error after error. I think it was like Ireland conceded 17 turnovers against an Italian team who... I know Peter O'Mahony came out and said that they were a very good team and they're improving under Conor Shea, but he has to say that. I've seen yeah. some people criticising him for that. He has to say that. He's not going to say, oh, we're disappointed, we should have hammered them out the gate even more. But I don't think this Italy team are very good. I think they played okay, but I think Ireland made them look better than what they were. Um, the error count was was incredible, especially for a team that prides itself on accuracy. I mean, it was straight from the kickoff. Sean O'Brien fumbles a ball uh, at half time when you're thinking, okay, let's grab control here. Johnny Sexton kicks the ball dead. Two minutes later, Rob Kearney knocks the ball on. And then the game finishes with, you know, a really good break that they can't finish off when. That's n- summed it up as well. The nine times out of yeah. ten, they're finishing off. So look, 
I guess it's a positive that they're creating the break in the first place, but I don't. My glass would definitely be half full compared to some people who are all doom, doom and gloom in the last few days. Well, I guess uh, one of the reasons people are a bit doom and gloom, Luke, is that I guess after the England game when there was a defeat, I think everyone accepted England was really outplayed Ireland that day. The Italian game, it was just so many uncharacteristic errors, like you know the ones Keane mentioned there, like the, the knock-ons, the passes not going to hand, and like that's more emblematic of a malaise rather than a one-off performance where England come out and play really, really well. Malays, I don't know if I agree with that. I just think, I feel like, you know, they really want it to go well. They feel like it should be going well, but it isn't at the moment. And I feel like there's probably a few small things um, that they could change to maybe help themselves. I don't think it's a massive, this isn't time for an overhaul, but it's definitely a time for maybe thinking, sitting back and thinking about a few basic parts of the game that haven't really worked well for them that have been the bed mark or the, 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 sorry, yeah, the bedrock, bedrock, excuse me, of what has made this bedmark. Jeez, where did that come from? But bed, <laughs> it's been the bedrock of, of, of the team's success over the last year or two, and further back, really, under Joe Schmidt's tenure. So um, maybe a bit more variation. Um, and I think there's probably, like, especially in the tight exchanges, like Ireland have been really good there, particularly in the last year and a half. They've been able to get momentum in there um, and make it very easy for the halfbacks to go and show their wares. Um, and that's been a challenge so far in the competition. Um, so I think, yeah, I would agree with Kane. I, I think it's a glass uh, half full rather than half empty for me as well. Um with a few caveats that I do think they, they, there is a few learnings and key learnings to get at a but good how time. How full? Like they've, they've, like this is three poor performances in a row now. I'd say you maybe could go back to the 2016 Six Nations. They drew at Wales, lost in the Stade de France and lost in Twickenham. That, that was a three-match run where similarly Joe and the team were coming in for criticism. But besides that, it's very rare. There hasn't really been this extended run of, of negative performances or poor performances. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I get that as well. But I, I think if we look, if we step back for a moment, uh, Murrayfield's always a difficult place to go. I don't remember ever playing in a game that wasn't that scrappy there. Bar maybe 2015, actually, we had a good performance that day when we really needed to. Um... But other than that, it's always scrappy against them. I think Italy was disappointing, but there was lots of changes. Like, you know, you don't have your first choice second row pairing. You don't have your first choice centre pairing. Uh, you know, Keen Healy's not there, who's been brilliant for the last one. Even though I thought Kilcoyne was actually brilliant at the start of the match. He's still a loss. Um, you know, so there was lots of change still have over. a lot of your leaders, though. Sexton, yeah, but no, yeah, but Rob Kearney hasn't played much rugby. Uh, Connor Murray is, I still, th still think, finding his feet a little bit from, um, from that injury. I think they had, um, you know, they were... They, I think I think Jordy Murphy to me is still a seven, especially yeah. at particularly yeah. at international level. They missed a Jack Cohen, they missed a CJ Stander, they missed a, a pure eight. There, I actually thought Sean O'Brien would have been a better a better choice there. Um, so I think that you have to consider these. While you, you hate to be making excuses, there was huge amounts of, uh, of, of turnover. You could even see. I remember I was listening to Alan Quillen, who was obviously a lineup guru in, in in his Munster time alongside uh, Paulie. Um, kind of said even the timing and the line out looked off now I know there was a few overthrows and stuff but everything looked just kind of clunky so there was lots of change over so I feel like look we got the bonus point it was a little bit messy but I was still happy to see lots of guys get a, get an opportunity and get a bit more exposure at the level um, while I, 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 look I suppose that's why I think it's half full Will to answer your question I just think there was lots of change over would be, would be my view on it and I think 
calm down a little bit. I feel like they, they, they need to calm down a bit themselves. They could do it probably going for a few drinks or something together just to relax, you know? I, I, th I think that's a really good point. Um, they're, they're not going to be... About the points. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> about, about needing to re re relax. So the points would definitely help as well. But they just seem to be like gripped by an almost a fear that... Like, I don't know what the fear is, but... This week they're going to be up in Belfast, you know, they're not going to be in Carton House and we hear so much about that bubble, a really intense bubble and maybe that change of scene, you know, that might be a simplistic way of looking at it. It's an open session up in Belfast, loads of kids, like, good day out, but maybe that's what they need, you know, to, to realise that the people are still behind them, but I think you made a really good point, Luke, about the changes. I think at the start of the Six Nations, I was certainly one of the people who thought it would be great if we could, you know, use a bit of the squad. 34 players have been used across the three mm. games. And you found out a lot about the guys in a World Cup year, which I think we've all agreed is huge to, to have that. So that, that kind of plays into my reasons why I think the, the glass is half full, because we've, we've seen a lot of guys now. 34 is a, it's a big number for three games. It's interesting on the point about maybe they need to relax a bit, because I heard, just heard Johnny Sexton actually was on, speaking on... Uh, the news as I was about to walk in here and he said like he was asked about how frustrated he was coming off the pitch there's that clip of him kind of mm. you know cursing and he was like of course you're going to be frustrated like we're we're training exactly or preparing just as well as we did last year and those things aren't happening for us the way they did so does that contribute to the frustration and the nervousness maybe yeah but the, you, the training is yeah look you're building the habits there and that's fine but essentially the team has had five weeks together mm. like you know what I mean it's not like this is still it's really difficult to play really snazzy rugby at the start of the competition I still feel like I just midway through now though yeah, but it's still like it's three games. Like it's three games this team have had together. There's loads of key guys. They have beat been the All Blacks in the third game of November. Yeah, but they again they had lots of continuity going in. There wasn't that many guys that had injuries going into that like going into that game. Everyone was kind of coming to their peak. Everyone was playing well. They had more of their first choice guys to select from. Um, like I I think as well like. What I would say is the All Blacks kind of play a certain way. They don't. They play their way. They try and impose that way on you. It's a bit different up here in the Northern Hemisphere. Other team, no, no, it's seriously. It's not harder to play Italy than no, it is I'm to not, play Just hang on a second, let me make my point, right? What I was going to say was that they actually, in Six Nations, teams actually try and, I think, stop you more. They try and figure out what you're doing more. There's a bit more of that. The All Blacks try and impose themselves on you. So I feel like there's, like, Ireland's kicking strategy. They haven't changed that in a long time. And I think no one, like, if you look at the English game, they just come, they just snuffed it out so, so well. I feel like maybe there's a bit of thinking to do about, look, if that's not working, we could do we need an alternative strategy? Do we go to back to Johnny Sexton and do the bomb across the pitch? That's it. I haven't seen them do that in a long time for the open side winger. Just to give a bit of variation, do we then go to, you know, do we pass it to back? Do we go to Rob Carney and kick along that way? Is there, have they thought a little bit about that? Have they thought about the forwards and the interplay? I feel like that's an area where they've really kind of gone away from. I feel like there's very little guys passing to that second forward in the pod. And um, if you look at like England, what they did, if you look at what, now England, in fairness, now they defended it really well and they kind of came up on the outside as well. But I'm looking particularly at Italy and Scotland last week. Their fourth defender is just taking an absolute, like he is flying off the line and hitting our first carrier. I think that they haven't been using that tip on well. I feel like the outside runner isn't wide enough and isn't creating enough indecision in, in the defensive line. Small things like this will, they, they make a big difference to the team because all you need is a bit of go for it. Johnny Sexton all of a sudden has an extra half a second on the ball. Conor Murray all of a sudden has a second, a second longer on the ball. Your centres have an extra second on the ball. The game looks very different. So I think there's a few areas there that, it's, that I think when they sit back, the two weeks now, and I think they can go, well, look, Maybe we should try something different there. Uh, it's not a massive change. We still need to kick in the same areas. That's the game nowadays. We still need to get our goal forward. But I feel like they've gone away. They could go away slightly, but they need to go back to a little bit of that interplay from the forwards. 
It's not a radical overhaul time. Just a, just a few small changes, Will. Now, it's good that there's a few things you've identified, Keen. but I would be interested just to go big picture for a second. And, and we talked about the All Blacks game briefly there. And after the game, Steve Hansen in his parting shot said, OK, Ireland are the number one team in the world. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with this pressure, how they deal with you know, being the team that everyone wants to take down. And, you know, independent of whether you think there's only a few small tweaks needed, there's no doubting that Ireland haven't been very good, you know, three games, one win, or two wins, rather. Um, do you think there's any part in that? Do you think the team is maybe struggling even slightly to deal with the mantle of, you know, back-to-back Grand Slams potentially before this tournament and being the team to beat? Well, I suppose, like, as Irish people, we prefer to be the underdogs. I mean, that that applies to most aspects of life. It's just the way it is. But um, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Like, they've got a target on their back. But, I mean... They've gotten that target on their back from true performances, you know, the Grand Slam Australia, the All Blacks. Like, this didn't happen overnight. This has been a long period, but they have the leaders within the squad to do it. I think um, Paul O'Connell was making a really interesting point. I know you guys had him in the podcast, and I was chatting to him afterwards after last week, and he was sort of saying, we've become in Ireland like New Zealand in that, you know, there's a national inquest about the performance because we're so performance-focused now under Joe Schmidt that... Luke, you said a while ago, your experiences of going to Murrayfield, it's always scrappy. That was sort of what O'Connell was saying, you know, that like that was a good win. And he said even he got he fell into the trap until Martin Johnson sort of pointed out. He was like, this was a good win for you guys. So maybe we are too focused on, but that they're the standards that this team, I think, have set for themselves. And that's why they're going to be judging it. And that's why they're disappointed. But like, it's not... In terms of the bigger picture, I don't think this is going to be... If, if they can get it back in the last two games, which are massive, because again, like the, the World Cup warm-up games just aren't, aren't worth much. Um, if they can get it back in the last, last two games against France and Wales, I don't think it will damage Ireland by the time they go to Japan. The complexion would look so different, yeah. uh, Keane. Like if you beat France and you beat Wales at home, and this team are very capable of doing it, you know, and I think... Um, it'll work. let's not lose sight of that as well like if they do that it'll be completely different mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know there's again a few small changes I think a little bit of time to relax and just say look let's sit back from this thing what, what's what gone right what's gone wrong do we need to make a few little tweaks this is a great opportunity for this team to grow and as you said like that mantle is is uh, that they have that now and they've earned that mm-hmm. and they've dealt with that well there was great expectation going into that All Blacks match as well so they can do it so there's not a case of this team can't deal with the pressure. They've dealt with the pressure. Like we all thought there was, I'd say it was 50-50 people thinking they were going to beat the All Blacks and they went ahead and delivered a a performance and a result in that game. So they're well capable of doing it. Now is not the time to be doubting ourselves. Now Mm. is the time to be calm, you know, go back to basics in some respects, but also, you know, think maybe we have a few small changes to make. I think that's where we are at the moment, Will. Well, I know one person who didn't predict an Ireland win. I think 20 points to the All Blacks was, was your prediction. for the Jesus, game. Will, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it wrong sometimes. I, no, I, I get it wrong quite a lot, to be honest. I actually thought you were going to bring up the, the predictions that we all did for the Italy game for in the paper on Saturday, last Saturday, because I was certainly way off of mine. <laughs> did you? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's so off. hard. To, like, there's too many variables. <laughs> I, I rarely take those things uh, or, or picking a team very seriously because it's too hard to, no seriously it's too hard to predict too many things are going on like you bring in a few different ch- like if they had scored one of those tries at the start of the match or Italy don't score like 
they, Ireland could have gone on to beat them with 40, 50. Like, yeah. the margins are yeah. so tight. Like, I think people sometimes don't realise how, like, how small or how big. Also, by the way, how big a difference it makes playing at home. It is so hard to beat. That's why I said I thought Wales would win on the weekend. I, like, because I'm telling you, it's so hard to play teams away in Six Nations. It's so, the teams know each other really well. They're usually really good at picking up on small things that make it, like, I think they do more analysis on the opposition as opposed to, I think, down under. I don't think they do that as much down there. I think they have a different mindset down there. I think they focus on themselves a bit more and, like, kind of enforcing or, you know, kind of enforcing their game plan on the opposition as as opposed to nullifying the threats from the other team. Um, so it's a difficult, this is a really difficult competition, I think. So, um I'm not surprised it was difficult over in Rome, to be honest with you, Will. Just one last thing on, I guess, the, the, the reaction to the defeat. And I, Shane Horgan brought up the 2007 World Cup on, on TV afterwards, which made people even more dramatic. Um, <laughs> Panic. Yeah, Panic. exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but at what stage would it be concerning, Keane, in your opinion? So say the next two games, say we beat France in a similar manner to the Scotland and Italy game, and then we maybe go and lose a narrow, lose narrowly in mm. Cardiff. So not, not disastrous results by any stretch of the imagination, but say two similar enough performances. At that stage, would... would would it be maybe more of a, a, a serious concern? I think so, yeah. I think if, if in the next two games you don't see the kind of performance that Ireland can deliver and have been delivering not too long ago, I think it is a concern because, okay, they'll go back to their promises and there's every chance, you know, the promises are going to be successful. But I still think in their heads there'll be some sort of doubt because, again, will the team injury permitting who, who finishes the, or starts the game against Wales they probably won't be seen again until the start of the World Cup against Scotland. You know, that's a long time not having played together. And again, you know, even the word at the moment is that training's been going really well. Like, and that's why I think the players are really frustrated because everything has been going well. I think if behind the scenes something was off, you'd kind of be even more concerned. But, I mean, the, the training session last Thursday, by all accounts, was a throwback to the, the old days where it was unbelievably aggressive and tough. Like, which is something that Ireland probably haven't been doing. Um, but yeah, just to get back to your point, I think the next two games are massive in that regard. If they don't deliver a performance, I think then we can start seriously questioning. But as of now, I think, you know, they still have two wins out of three. They lost to a very, very good England team who were outstanding um, that day against Dublin. It, there's no need to throw the toys out of the pram. And just one other thing, I, I saw they were talking about the body language of some of the players on TV afterwards as well. Ronald O'Gara subsequently mentioned it, that he doesn't think that they've, He's concerned about their body language, maybe, that they're not being as positive or, or as kind of enthusiastic or energetic as maybe they were being when they were winning games. That they, when there was a knock-on, a break-and-play, everyone just looked very down on themselves. Is there anything to that, or are we over-analyzing? Over no, I, sorry, it's, it kind of ties into my point about having you know having a bit of time to have a bit of fun together. Um, I, they look to me like they're, they, yeah, they look frustrated, like and probably rightly so. Um, but I think they need to figure out how to funnel that energy, you know, when things aren't going well, into kind of something positive. Like, I feel like there's a lot of guys giving out to each other. Um, yeah, like, there's a time to be supportive. Like, people know when they've made mistakes, and there's a time to say, come on, like, you know, we need a bit more, Eddie, or we need you to, you know, step back, give yourself a bit more time. Whatever it is, a few little bits, supportive bit, you know, when someone makes a good turnover, get in behind uh, the guy. Um, you want to feel like a real unit out there, and it's a great opportunity to, for, to, to lift someone and to lift everyone around you. So... Yeah, they could do that maybe a little bit better. I think the, the frustrating piece is that they're kind of maybe letting the opposition know when things are getting to them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that I think Irish teams have been really good at and Joe Schmidt's teams have been very good at. It was something that uh, Shane Jennings mentioned afterwards. He talked about a next ball mentality. 
And it was something that we used in Leinster very well. Because um, even when teams were trying to rattle you or they were, you know, they were pushing and shoving or whatever, we were we had no interest. We were going to try and melt you in the next tackle. We were going to try and melt you in the next rook. We were going to try and we were going to be really accurate in the next phase of play if we had the ball. Whatever it was, that was what we were focused on. And we were in our next line out, our next scrum. We weren't worried about if you were pushing and shoving. You go ahead and do that. Give us a dig, whatever you want. If you want to get distracted by those things, that was up to you. But we were going to mill you on the scoreboard. And then on that next play was going to be our win. And we were going to try and win as many of them for the next kind of 80 minutes. That was kind of our mentality. And that's maybe that I think they could probably do with. Um, I think a few of the, the leaders as well could probably do with maybe just trying to figure out, are they delivering on that as well I think you know those kind of things can seep into everyone around people get cross with each other people have people aren't supporting each other when they make a mistake because people are going to make mistakes that clip of Johnny didn't pay him in glory yeah but like, like, like Johnny's John, Johnny's always been a bit yeah. a, a bit that way um, you know which is which I think it's it's been a gift and a curse for him at times like I still think he's talking too much to the referee um, I think that's not helpful for him I think it's distracting for other people and it, it feeds into a mindset where the Irish team are questioning the referee because our best player is doing it, you know. So uh, I think that's something that he needs to cut out. Um, I think he needs to let the captain have the, to have those conversations. Um, I think as well, you know, there's times when you, you know, like you're playing the Roy Keane character a little bit, but sometimes you want to have an arm around the shoulder. And Roy Keane was quite good at that. I don't like, you know, there was a few guys he took, you know, he had an arm around the shoulder. Fletcher always talked about that. Gary Neville, those guys. So I think he's kind of, he's in that place where, he feels like he, to get the best out of people, he always needs to be given out to people. But I feel like he could have a massive impact on guys if he let put an arm around the shoulder. Sometimes I, I think I think certain guys could could also help him out in terms of like stepping into first receiver. It's something that Joe Schmidt has been talking about throughout oh, the Six Ringo's Nations. Ringo's a big loss in that Ringo's, regard. Ringo's yeah. is a massive loss, and you know who else? Who else? I think has been a massive loss as well. Who hasn't quite been mentioned? I think Dan Levy has been mm. a massive loss in the Six Nations. But anyway. Um, Ringo's what about is, a full like like so? What about Zebo or these guys? Like we talked about a few like. I think he's a guy who we really miss as a playmaker. He takes the pressure off. Miss him as a playmaker, but, but he's not going to be playing. Yeah. So, so there's no point in this. No point not. in this guy. <laughs> okay. no, yeah, it's like, well, All right. Without and cue my exit no. from the well, conversation. You, make, you can make great <laughs> rugby points about it, but he's, practically he's yeah. not going to be playing, and I don't think he should. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I, But why would you would you have picked Johnny Sexton? Like, would you, do you think that yeah. was the right thing to do? I do. Why but do you think it's not the right thing? The only player. He's in the same club. He's he's the yeah. only player. The, well, so he's like the, was, we throw out our whole system for one reason, guy. The gap the between Sexton yeah. and the number two, I think, was as a lot greater than the gap between Zebo and our other full, fullback alternatives. And Sexton was probably one of the best players in the world. Zebo is not one of the best players in the world. Okay, well, yeah, right. we got an opinion out of it. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, uh, very good. I like that one. Well, like, what, what do you think, Ian? Do you think there's a guy like, because you, you're saying it here, right? Like, what about who do we bring into that role? Because you can't just have. So, I, my my thing with with Ireland, is, uh, like, when I look at them, if I was defending against them, and I think Warren Gatton thinks this way. I think Eddie mm. Jones thinks this way. I think Hansen thinks this way. That if you can nullify that first or second yeah. pass, there's nothing. There's never, never going to be a third one. What yeah, do you think? No, no, I do. And I think this is one of the big problems that this is why Johnny is getting so annoyed. I actually thought Keith Earls did it quite well um, once or twice when he went into the centre um, against Italy. And, you know, he created his try from stepping into first receiver. Um, I don't know, is it a case of not being able to teach an old dog new tricks? But I think you've got to see more from Rob Kearney in that sense. Because, like you said, if he did have another fullback, so Ireland probably have a very good option there who's not going to be used there. And I don't mean Zebo, but I mean Carberry. Um mm. Carberry would be ideal because if you have the two playmakers, I know we make the, the Bowden Barrett comparison when he was playing a fullback, that would just make Ireland's attack totally different. I don't think it's going to happen because I think Joe sees him as the out half now. But why not look at him as an option? You know, 
Ireland's attack would improve massively if you have if you have um, Ringrose, Carberry, and Sexton, and then Robbie Henshaw is more than capable of doing it as well. By the way, that was kind of why I thought he might be a good a good decision there. Is that I think like it didn't work out for him in the English game, but that was his first game. It's like like I, I saw people saw some of the, some of the rhetoric around seriously some of the rhetoric around Cronin on the weekend. I was just like, are people for real? Like that was his first chance in thirty two starts. And it's all riding on this one game, and people are writing off. He's been unbelievable for Leinster for like three yeah. or four years. The, the Henshaw one was hilarious because I think people. But it's the same scenario. It like is one like, game, and he's done. Like pe- people, <laughs> people seem to think that Henshaw's career started at Leinster. You know, they they forget all the years that he played a fullback really well for Connacht, and just yeah. because it didn't go well, I think the Sean Cronin one is a, is, is slightly a little bit different because. Mm. I think there was a big chance for him. Oh, I know, and I was I mean, gutted for him. I was, I'm it, not going to lie. And we've, <laughs> yeah. like we're, we've all, we've, we're, yeah. I think we're all big fans of him in here, but yeah. Joe, like, Joe was actually asked about it at the team announcement last week. Uh, sounded like you had a prickly enough response to it. Yeah, I'd like, it, like, it was clumsily asked, to be fair, but it was... Well, what was he asking of it? It was, it was basically like... Sean can prove you wrong for yeah, not picking ha- him. Have you told Sean to prove you wrong <laughs> that, you, that you were wrong not to pick him? <laughs> he loved that one. And he didn't, he didn't like it <laughs> at did all. He, what did he say? Did he respond? He said, no, that conversation never happened. <laughs> <laughs> And directly, directly looked for the next question. It was very fiery. Um, oh, that's great. So, who asked it? Uh, not naming names. Not naming names. You, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Well, you were no. banned. From the no, you were already wouldn't ask. No, no. I'm in the good books. I'm yeah, in the good okay, books for yeah. now. But um, so, like, it was a big chance because that was his chance to to, to say, like, you have been yeah. wrong for not picking me. And okay, th- there were so many different aspects that it didn't go well. Um, I think you know he got blamed for the try for the overthrow. I was yeah, like, like, there was like four missed tackles and two defensive errors in the in the last the ball. I was like, sorry, it was like forty meters out. Right. <laughs> I was like, how did you like? It was obviously sorry. It, it started. It yeah. started. It off. started. Yeah. That, like it's just like it's it's the bread and butter, and I suppose. And it's that's, the criticism that's exactly. been aimed at him. That, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get sorry. That, yeah. that, that's what we'd be very. I just thought it was harsh to say the try was like it was forty meters out. I know. Well, there was there was three there was three missed tackles and then there was literally some awful defense in the line, like shocking defense in the line. I think you also have to remember in in Sean Cronin's defense is that Quinn Roo is very new at calling the line out at this level and I can imagine I've never played hooker um, but as you're looking down the line there's no Dev Toner there's no James Ryan you've got Quinn Roo Delan and then Jordy Murphy was a relatively new option into the line as well so the workings of the line out were very different yeah, but he said as much and uh, didn't he he said something about the timing looked off all first half but, but, but having said that yeah. I think I'd be surprised if he's going to get another chance from here to the World Cup to start on yeah. this Roy Best injury because I think Joe now in his head has seen this is why I use him as an impact player, which sounds harsh, but I think that's mm. the reality I of think the situation. I, I think it might be right, unfortunately. When you talk yeah. about the body language I felt for him because it cut to him in, at one stage early in the second half and he just looked that he didn't want to yeah, be there he, anymore. He, he knew. and an impact- I know. Wouldn't it? I'd say he was just like, I'd say, I'm sure he felt the pressure of it. Like, that, that's what I like. Like I sent him a text in a week on like, come on, like this is your so you go put him under the pressure. Well, maybe I did, but I was like, like I, I, I suppose I feel like he's got the body of work and he's definitely the best hooker in the country, like without a shadow of a doubt. But I felt like, oh, this I really wanted it to go like perfectly for him, and I think he played in a team that like it, you know he's one of those ones where everyone's like. I told you so. And I was like, well, the yeah. guy's been brilliant. Like, his, his line-out stats for Ireland are brilliant. Like, literally, they've got two, and everyone's going to say, well, last week they were brilliant against Scotland. Mm. But it was a very different line-out. Yeah, exactly, like, do you exactly, know what I mean? So, yeah. it was. It, I just feel, I really fell from the weekend because I feel like he got a load of flack. And even, as you said, that was kind of, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I felt like his body language was like, man, just keep going. Like, you're, you're, you know, all you need to show is one of those breaks 
you know, something else. And I felt like, again, the whole team felt a bit like that to me. They felt like they were dejected, like downtrodden. They were making the that's, handing that's errors. That's where the 07 World Cup comparison comes in. Cause it, I but saw, I don't think it's a bad there comparison. There was a good with article you. about the Namibia game in that first game in the World Cup. And it was very similar, like, you know, struggling to put away an opposition that you were yeah. expected to win by 30. And everyone's body language is a bit off. And everyone's looking around like, what the hell's going on? We're dropping balls. We don't drop these balls. Like, and Yeah, you were kind of waiting for someone like Peter Amani to just you know, bum heads, you know, and like, come on, like, what? Well, he what? actually played, he played well. You no, know, he did. You know, he did. No, sorry, I just mean like getting the lads together and yeah. like reading the riot act. But I think, just a, a last point on Cronin, I think he didn't have the, the game in the loose that then that he normally did. And, you know, he didn't have that to back up when the set piece wasn't going that, well. That's what, I, that's yeah. what the killer is because he didn't yeah. do what he's very good at then either. Well, but the thing is, doing that was impossible. So like, he never yeah. got, do you know what I mean? That's kind of, I just fell from because I felt like the bit that really differentiated him is the attack. Exactly, yeah. And like, Ireland just didn't attack well. Like, there was no, like, they got, like, you couldn't, exact, you couldn't blame him for that. There was like loads of drop no. balls in the backs. There was low, like everyone played well, played poorly in attack. So I really fell from him. I just thought, I was like, Jesus, and I, I just knew what the rhetoric was going to be after it, so I felt absolutely gutter for him. But in saying that, I still think there's going to be more chance for him to do that. Like I think, um, you know, it looked like uh, no, not necessarily to start at this point. I think Rory Best yeah. is definitely going to come back in, but um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't rule that one out. I wouldn't rule that one out. Rory Best is 37. Like if he makes it, like fair play to him. But I, like you know, he's getting on a bit. I thought Scandal didn't come in and, and light up the mm. world, even though he I lost think... two lineups as well. When yeah. He came yeah, so like, look, I think, it, look, what that told me is that it wasn't just the hookers. Exactly, it was yeah. the whole thing wasn't working well. So, um, I wouldn't rule it out yet. I think, um, I still think his, his form for Leinster has just been outstanding so far. So, like, you know, he's going to have lots of chances to show how good he is in big games. And I think the line-out throwing has been very good. Like, Dev should be back in time for that one. So, I think that'll shore everything up. And I think everyone looks better when Dev's in the line-out. So, uh, look, it's, uh, like, there's loads of talking points. I think the Shane Horgan one is interesting. I think there's, you know, like, you can kind of feel that at the moment. You can feel every, you can feel the frustration from the team. You're like, lads, just relax. Try and get a few basic things right here. Like, and I think they can do that quickly. So, I get the point, but we're still a long way away as well. We're six months out here. Do you know what I mean? It's not, there's loads of times to fix a few of these small, small errors. We'll move me. on to who you might bring in for the France game in just a moment. But first, a reminder that Independent.ie have teamed up with Ali to give away some sets of tickets to the Ireland versus France game. If you'd like to try to get your hands on a pair, simply go to www.independent.ie forward slash Ali dash six nations to enter. So lads, on the France game, you know, there's a couple of options Joe has now. I think for me picking the team, Ty Byrne would, mm. would definitely be in there. It was just funny how it worked out that he got, he didn't get picked because originally I thought maybe it was an injury, but then yeah. he was released to play for Munster and got him out of the match performance. So Standard really, And he, he forgot a scrum cap as well. Did you see that? He left so quickly from Curtin House that he forgot a scrum cap. Oh, did he? Because <laughs> I was wondering, I was thinking, when I was watching the game, I was Who's like, that? where is this guy? Who is this guy with the, the But what, Was he not included because of an injury for the Ireland team or was he just not picked then? Like, because obviously, if he was a fit to play for Munster, he was fit. Yeah, yeah I don't, he wasn't picked as far, as far as I'm aware. So I think such a weird. So is that, does that mean now he's one of these? Is he on the outside now? No, I think it's just a la <laughs> the lack. I think it was the. I think it was the lack of game time. Yeah, purely that you know that happened. And then John Klein, I think it was got sick yeah. or got ill, so he yeah, that him. makes so some sort of sense. It, because but 
He's been tearing it up he, all he, year. For he, he played like a, a guy who was pissed off that he was not on his way to Rome and that he was, you know, playing in the nitty gritty of the yeah. Pro 14. But because you talk about a player, you talk about Ireland's attack. You talk about a player who yeah. could get yeah. he gets on so much ball. He's a good ball handler. He can he carry gets turnovers. Well. See, like, you that's know, been a, enough turnovers. That's been a concern, you know? I think, throughout the Six Nations is the, the amount of turnovers or the lack yeah. of that Ireland have. So, look, I'd be stunned if he doesn't come back in and start. I think Ian Henderson should come back in as well. I think. But sure, he calls the line at that Henderson. Henderson's been called a line-out, yeah. Huge. Henderson's called a line-out. Now, which, obviously, when Quinn Rue went off last weekend, he was calling it, so didn't quite. But Rory Best will be back, you know. Just why, are we, why are we picking South African guys? Seriously, like, honestly, like, there's brilliant second rows, brilliant Irish second rows. Like, I just don't get it. Sorry, I'm... Sorry, this is complete tangent stuff, but, like, those guys should be able to call line-outs. Like, why isn't James Ryan given an opportunity to call the line-outs? Like, I, I just don't... Like... I, I'm I, sorry. There's a f- level of frustration. He's an, actually a really good guy, Quinru. It's pr- it's not personal, but I really like he is South African. Like you know, I just feel like like Ty Byrne is over there playing for Munster. Like he should be playing for Ireland. Like he is. He has been unbelievable the last three years. And I heard some talk about you know having to retrain some of the habits that he had. But like the habits he had for Scarlets were unbelievable. Like I don't think. And he's been as just as good for Munster as well. Like he's been just no drop off. But like we had Ian Henderson sitting on the bench last week. Like Ian Henderson's an absolute monster, and he has always been a monster whenever he played for Ireland. And he was he was very good when he came on. He's one of the only guys who was able to kind of brush through an Italian defender. Like that guy's sitting I, on the bench. Yeah, I think like uh, what, what's, what do you think of that, Keane? Sorry, like, am I wrong on that? Am I just am I? I just think like they're they're playing by the rules. Obviously, like it's in an ideal world, you you wouldn't want it to happen, but it is the way it is. And you know, like Quinn Rue did media last week, and he was saying that he's recently become an Irish citizen and stuff. Like he's bought in over here. I know, I know what you're saying, and I do. Like agree with you, but I I don't think you can criticize you can criticize the system, but not the guys. Quinru has just bought a house here. He has an Irish passport now. Oh, well, look, he's got the passport. I know you're not. Sorry, so not, I know you're not single, my, but I know you're not yeah. singling them out. I know that you've felt like that because we've talked about this for yeah. since when you were. So he did lane. single them out. Blood was boiling. <laughs> um, I was like, why is he in Henderson? I, I saw the selection. I was like. Why is Ian Henderson on the bench? Yeah, like I think he's an Irish guy. He was coming I, I back think, from an injury as well. Don't care. I think like, why, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to to be on but the team. But to, to be fair to Quinn Rue, he was one of the better players against Scotland. You know, yeah, he he he, he 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 earned his place in the team. I think again, it goes back to my point of it. Would, it was actually good to see Delane get a start. Who I thought played very well as well. So we wanted to see these guys be used. They are being used. But I think to go back to your original point for the France game, I think it's time to go back to the more tried and tested. I, I still think come the come the World Cup, if you're picking your locks, the four, without doubt in my mind, are Toner, Ryan, Tygburn and Henderson. I don't think but it would be interesting to see if Byrne gets in because if Byrne isn't included in the 23 again, then it's yeah, then you're I, worried that he might I, can go to I the think, World Cup. I, I think, oh no, I think he will. I think. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. I think we can read, read too much into what happened last week. I think it was a, a, yeah, you know, I a, think it, it was a bit of happenstance. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't read too much into it. Would you make any changes at halfback? Would you let Murray and Sexton work out their kind of form issues? Because I think. You know, especially if Luke McGrath was fit or if Kieran Marmy was fit, surely Murray will be under a bit of pressure for his place. In just in terms of the John Cooney's providing, yeah. like mm. I think he was. Like, br- Ireland really have been good. a lot better when Cooney's come on. Yeah, well, sorry. Look, I I just think that those two guys are too good to not. But like the 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 thing is, is are are we building in a bit of depth there? Like John Cooney looks good every time he comes mm. on. Like we know Murray's going to be great. Murray's going to be great at the World Cup, lads. He's going to be brilliant. He's going to have a whole summer to train. He's just come off a really really difficult injury period. Like you can see it in his game. He just just half a step off. He's going to have loads of time at Munster now after Six Nations. He's going to play himself back into form. We don't need to worry about these guys or Sexto as well. We don't need to worry about these guys. Being great at the World Cup, they're going to be great. 
what we're worried about is if one of them gets injured, which is likely, can happen. Mm. So we need to build in a bit of depth. I've been advocating since the start of the championship. I don't like how good would it be for Joey Joey Carberry to sit in there in the pocket or John Cooney to sit in the Dolan pocket. Dolan Carberry will be available. Oh, sorry, is he still? Yeah, okay. Well, like yeah. even Jack Cardi or whoever, Ross Byrne, whoever it is. How good would it be for those guys to feel the heat from the French defence and have Johnny sitting on the bench? Johnny's gone like he's gonna get the time. Like we want I think I'd love to see him. I think we need him over in Wales. I think Wales is gonna be one where I'm thinking they're feeling their their tails are up. They're always brilliant in the principality. It's a superb sense, a great atmosphere. That's where I'd like to see, you know, Johnny and, 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 and Murray. I think this one at home is a great opportunity for the lads to try some of the young guys in there. I, I do. It's not a it's not a reflection on France. I do think they're poorer opposition than Wales. I think that's clear. But I still think they're going to bring great, great pressure and just great learnings to be had. Um, it's whether the coaches decide, well, look, let's let, we need to start playing into a, playing a bit of form into this team here. We need to get a few guys, a few combinations in together. But personally, you know my views on Six Nations this year. I think I'd be mm-hmm. prepping for for World Cup. I think the form that you bring into it doesn't necessarily mean or the results you you bring in. I don't think it has a massive reflection on the World Cup. I think there are two standalones for me because they're too far apart. Um, so I'd be giving the guys a little bit of, just let them expose them to that little bit of heat that you get from Six Nations that you don't get in, in, in even in the higher levels in Heineken Cup. I, I agree with you on John Cooney. I think it's it's been disappointing that he's only gotten, he's gotten so little game time, especially with Murray, you know. He's a great kicker as well. He, he, yeah. he, he, I thought he sped up everything when he yeah, came on in Rome. Tempo, he looked much happier. Yeah. And it's, it's disappointing in the sense that I still have a feeling, well, I th- Joe will still look at Marmion, I think, when fit as the backup because he just has so much credit in the bank. <laughs> but I think this was a really good chance for Cooney to push that claim. Um, mm. And he just hasn't gotten it. Um, personally, I... You know, I think he's been good, though, Keane. No, he, ha- no, he has been shown very good. Very but he, good, but he's, yeah. he hasn't gotten enough time. Very small in, cameos. Very, has, like yeah, in, yeah. He, even yeah. against England, he came off the bench and scored a try. But I just, w- I would like to have seen more of him, particularly with Murray playing poorly. But I think, I think he's going to start with Murray and Sexton again. Mm. I think. I do you think, think he's going to try and play them back in? Do you think yeah, what's his, what's his so, mind yeah. taking? I think so, yeah. They, he think wants to play it. them back From in. From hearing his comments afterwards, I think. And you're right. I, Joey Carberry isn't going to be available, but I think the him getting so much extra game time that they'd imagine in Murrayfield almost had played into the, the mindset for the Italy game. Now, obviously, he picked up the injury in training, but I think Carberry, if he'd been fit, might have been involved. But Is that a definite that he's out for that? I think so. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, because it would have been a great opportunity for someone like him, I think. Because there is a step up. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm, it's my one worry is that those two guys, the guys who make the team, because it's going to be Murray and Sexton. They're absolutely world class. The two guys. They are the, one of the strongest parts of the team, bar the front row. Um, I like. It, we're, I'm not worried about those guys. They're going to perform. It's just whether the other guys have had the exposure. Because mm-hmm. like you don't want to be putting someone into the real heat. Um, you know, very cold or very, you know kind of a bit green you know hmm. yeah he, he did well against against Scotland though in fairness you know it was a t- tough time to come on to yeah. he threw the intercept he recovered well he's playing sure. playing very well for Munster so hmm. I think the the concerns about the drop off from Sexton to whoever the backup is isn't as big as it was this time last year I think because of Kyrie, hmm. how well he's playing Munster we'll just finish up with the Wales-England game then because it, it changed the complexion of the Six Nations England were the team to beat going into it you know after beating Ireland so comprehensively and putting France away pretty easily as well but then Wales as Gatland has always done he, he's great at turning teams over when, when things are like doesn't don't look like they're going his way um, it's his last Six Nations but that was one of his best victories surely 
I think so. Uh, I think they were. I think England were actually quite good for for a period. But it was interesting to know. I thought that they lost the battle in the air for the last twenty minutes. They got cleaned out in the air. Like Liam Williams just. And I think it's amazing. Josh da- Dan Bigger is. I'm telling you, like watch out for that guy in the air. But I presume you guys like he's yeah. he's unbelievable. He's he is so brave. Honestly, he's incredible in the air. He took a brilliant one. Liam Williams took a great one. Josh um, Adams. Adams took a brilliant one for the try. Like they cleaned them out in the air. So like it's interesting. England like what's what really worked well for them against Ireland they kind of didn't really rate Wales as a threat there or something or, or yeah. they let their foot off the gas in that respect but Wales at home they're they're bloody good they're hard to beat because that's why I was thinking like like I, I as much as I knew England were going to be strong that's why I said Wales I, I think if, I always find it really hard to back against teams um, when they're at home uh, in the Six Nations and Wales have been good like there was 11 in a row going into that one like they're a bloody good team um, and they come together way like the, the some of the parts Always exceeds what what comes from like the the uh, the regions yeah. the regions for whatever it is when they, they come together they do great I think it's a great stadium to play in it does lift them another five ten percent it's one of the only stadiums where I kind of feel like wow that was that's the best place they to are, play rugby by a mile they actually have a pretty good World Cup pool as well like they're drawn with Australia who aren't in a good place at the moment like it does open up for them to make a run and themselves. they just beat them they had a bad run yeah. against them just beat them yeah. in November I, they got it was, it was so obvious that they learned so much from the Ireland England game wasn't it in terms of the, the kicking I thought Liam Williams was outstanding at the mm, back yeah. he just lorded it um, I, I think Ireland got caught cold by England's kicking game they weren't expecting it so much and then obviously with Henshaw fullback and you could see Wales just nullified that so much yeah. but um. Yeah, Dave, like Adam and Jones again, like, I mean, the guy is a monster, isn't he? Like, he's actually like, you know, comparable to all the great second rows, I think, at this stage. And I, like, I wonder, I wonder, does he actually get, you know, that kind of credit in the sort of your, your casual fan? Do they actually realise how good this guy is? I think is? in Wales he does. He, oh, no, sir, sorry, certainly in Wales. Yeah. I mean, but outside of that, maybe, like, you know, he's, he he's one of the greats. Respect. He's one of the great yeah, second rows. O'Connell with Johnson. Yeah. With I think he is, yeah. CV doesn't like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing he's missing is a bit of club. Like yeah, club, I club, club twelves. Yeah, but in fairness to Gatland, you know it was a, it's it's been a big call to to back Anscombe, um, who who did quite well, and then to bring bigger on when he did, like you ah, said, to, have, to make the impact that he did. Like I'd still have bigger in there every day. Of the week. <laughs> I love bigger. Yeah, yeah. Great player. I would as well. But it's working yeah. at the moment, isn't it? Anscombe yeah. is doing. Anscombe is he's doing. He's a good. He's such a threat with the ball. He's a bit more of a threat with the they're ball. Different players, yeah, they are they? different players. They're different I think. Players. He plays a lot of fullback as well. He does, yeah. and he's, most facing. of his career has been at fullback. Yeah. He's kind of had a few stints at ten, where it just hasn't worked out for him. But just, like Wales were great, the, the way they were able to apply pressure for long periods, I thought was brilliant. I thought their handling was very good. I thought the kicking was brilliant, and the stuff in the air was brilliant. Yeah. Like you know, they were they really competed very hard in the air with it. With, with what, what about Gatlin and his mind games targeting Carl Sinclair before the game, talking about <laughs> how he was? In fairness, I think that every time I watch that guy yeah, play, yeah. I think he's he, an liability. He's going like, to cost him. I think come the World Cup or whenever when. You know, but this should probably be the wake up call, though. Surely, like, you know. I don't know if he's, but he's a good to... player, though. That's the oh, he's thing. great. He had yeah, 20 but, tackles, but can you, but, he's a really good but player. But can you get it out of him? Because I'm sure Eddie Jones has known this for a while and it hasn't worked yet. And some guys, some guys are just like that. But I think that if he continues, he will cost England in a giving away game. two penalties in one kind of set of plays. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he had actually played well. I can't be doing that, like, it just kills you. Like, England's England's discipline against Ireland was great. Like, they need to go to that and say, right, well, that's that's our blueprint because you could you don't have to that's not just an Irish team you play against that way that's every team you play against that way you know and I think that's their blueprint like guys like that going off piste can't have it the, 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 they've set now I think the standard for themselves that they need to try and hit from a discipline perspective and and, and def, uh, discipline defence and kicking their kicking and their um, their fielding and kicks was brilliant like those three areas if they do that 
uh, every game they'll be a threat for him. They'll be a nightmare to play against. Uh, just one word on Tom Curry, who put in another really good performance for for the majority of that game. He's like twenty years old. Yeah. He's been probably for me the, the player of the tournament so far, and he, he's just, just so young because people were worried when Underhill went down because yeah. he had been so good in the autumn. Mm-hmm. But Jesus and even e- even in the the Ireland game, you know, with the back row Wilson and Curry, people were like, "Oh, you know, Ireland will have to take it up." But I agree with you. Yeah. I believe He's journeyman was using oh, yeah, the pod. <laughs> Two journeyman, yeah. a twenty-year-old journeyman. <laughs> exactly. He's but, barely got a career yet. But, but I think England England are a very different team, which I think we've always said without the Vunapolas and Damis Mako. So oh, they did, yeah. And, 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 and no Toja, yeah. Exactly. Toja so and like, mm. they're the kind of guys, like especially the Vunapolas, who are injury prone. So take those guys out of the team, and they're. Very 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 different beast as well I think like it, like what I would say is uh, like I think they're going to be a serious threat at the World Cup oh yeah like I think if they have Underhill back if they get the Vunapola's fit mm. uh, if too laggy stays fit he's another guy who's been injury prone Slade makes a big difference doesn't yeah, he yeah he's a lovely player I was talking to Niall Morris um, who, I, who I was in school with and who played over in Leicester for a long mm. time so he, he was it was before the English game I was asking him about Slade and because uh, he played you know would have played him yeah. very regularly he said I'm telling you that guy is a classy operator and he's way quicker his footwork is. he says he looks like his footwork's gotten tighter but he said he's he's a lovely Lovely hand the ball. Uh, before this, before the English game, and I was thinking, okay, keep an eye out from. Like he is a classy operator. Obviously, yeah. I've seen him for Exeter a yeah, bit, yeah. but um, it was interesting to hear a guy who played against regularly speak so highly about him. When, um, when he's coming through the twenties, like he was their yeah, big white hope. Played ten, you yeah, know, as yeah, he was, he was 12, the, the next like, ten, you know. But I think now they've found that balance between Tuilagi and Slade. It works so well. I think yeah, the competition. And the Tio to come back as well. Like they're going to be a nightmare. Like the, honestly, the, the the days of Ford and Farrell just seem like a long. But long time they ago, have to they? play because I was saying. I remember everyone was giving out to me saying, "Oh, but I was like, no. Like Ford is a lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely player. But Farrell is, has to be in your team. He's a Absolute, better kicker, yeah. Yeah. and he's actually a ten. He's a pure ten. He's, he's, general, he's, like, he's like he's a he's a good twelve, yeah. but he's a great ten. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I just think if you play guys play. Play what's meant to be like, and they have. There's what the difference between them and Ireland is that Slade actually is a genuine playmaker. Mm. Like we, we uh, as much as Gary Ringrose has improved that part of his game, I still think he's a run first guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, yeah whereas Slade, Slade, I, yeah. Slade I genuinely feel up. like he is. Well, I, I genuinely feel like he's more in the fifty-fifty yeah. mold because he's a trek going forward. He's a big guy as well, good footwork, strong. Um, whereas I think I think that's Ireland's thing for me is like if you can stop that if you two passes, it makes it easier to defend. You can say well. I don't think on balance they're going to get two passes away, more than two passes away against us. So let's just blitz the first two. Any any, any of the first two options, we just take those things and just take our chances. And just to wrap up with any other kind of big takeaways from the Six Nations so far, we're just past the halfway stage. Yeah, I think we're I think we're going to get France at, at you know a typically bad time like that. They look like they they get their 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 ship together now. Obviously, that could change within a week. But That's I think ship or shit. I said ship. I actually I think you said ship. <laughs> I, I, def- I definitely checked Both myself. Work. <laughs> I definitely checked myself. Ship together. Yeah. But I, I remember um, at the start of the tournament, we were asked to do you know your sort of player to watch for the paper in the big preview that we did, and I had down Dupont, and then. You know, he wasn't in the team and then the, the lads are like, oh, do you want to take him out? And I put in Demba Bamba then instead. Demba Bamba instead. But Dupont, sort of stuck to your guns. Du, Demba Ba. Demba Ba, yeah. Demba ba. <laughs> but Dupont made such a big difference, didn't he? And like playing Entomac as well, this is the way, you know, France are viewing their future. And we were sort of saying that 
were they writing off this because they're going to be hosting the World Cup and then these guys will be there but they, they, they're there now like they're, they're playing well for Toulouse I know and even Ramos yeah, it's a terrible coach so it's hard like his yeah, team but, selections are so but, poor but, but they Every, could, what is it with the, what is it with them they but, just can't pick like, not having Dupont in week one was so <laughs> moronic because like anyone could have told you that <laughs> yeah. he was one of the like, not yeah. saying, like, he was clearly one of the players to watch it's like yeah. we're not even having the 23 it's not often I row in behind one of your strong points but I'm really I like they, why can't they just but that why are they crazy like they're yeah. crazy. the French are crazy they're yeah. mental like. Th- that makes them very dangerous now coming to Dublin even more so I think if they you actually know, they, pick the right team yeah <laughs> you, they might do they by should, chance. They, even by even by Francis answer you, you're they surely will. Please, God, honestly, because it's, it's I sorry, honestly, they started four centres and oh, put a winger yeah. at full back. That was, crazy, that man. That was crazy. But, like, seriously, it's uh, like actually to, to just not joke about it anymore, like, it's so bad for rugby internationally. Like, they're yeah. one of the powerhouses. Like, just bloody pick the right team, please. Like, and will they just start? Like, once this, I'm just hoping once this World Cup cycle is over, they pick a right, like, a good coach. Yeah. Like, oh, well, they have the home World Cup then coming, so they'll, they'll want to surely get someone. Can you shot. imagine Joe Schmidt coaching France? Yeah. And he can speak French. <laughs> the problem well. is, I don't know if he would, so you wouldn't be able to do it because, like, you can't control things. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it. It's too many. There's too many, like, too many, like, like, all these owners who haven't got a breeze and they're all like, you know, it was interesting. Paul O'Connor was saying, yeah. like, they're picking. They're like, I was, he said something about the salary cap. He's like, oh, well, you need to get the best players. Is the first thing, and I was like, you do know the salary cap isn't a target. Like, you can just pick good people, and you don't have to use all your budget on the players. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I pick you. Pick like the mindset over there is pick. You know, pick the best players. I was like, what? Like, because they, they don't even have a nutritionist I, over there. I, 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 I was I could like, not get over like, that. Like, how can you have? How can you have professional rugby players? And you're kind of thinking like, well. Everything like say you're saying well like okay well let's pick one more brilliant player but like if thirty if you got thirty five players in your squad like why would you not just go with thirty four brilliant players and one cheaper guy and say well let's pick uh, a pretty good nutritionist and let's maybe get two laptops or three yeah. laptops for the for the crew in the rest so we but, can figure out what the opposition are going to do or what we're doing I think that's crazy th- there are like, school teams up and down the country who have nutritionists in Ireland and that's the reality of it like and because there's no way we sh- we should not be beating them this regularly. No, no, no way. No. The players, like, we don't have the players. They have 14 professional clubs. Like, they have they have everything in their favour. Yeah. They have all the money in the game. Like, they just can't... I don't know why they can't buy a few laptops and <laughs> they get a few nutritionists in. Like, it's, it's absolutely mental to me. Like, I don't know what's going on. They're only beating us once in the last seven Six Nations games. Like, and they probably won't beat us next time out either. So it's one and eight, maybe. So. Well, one and eight. Oh, yeah. I like that, Will. Mm-hmm. Snuck that one in there. An early, yeah. an early prediction. <laughs> yeah. So are you going for a win as well, yeah? <laughs> I mean, like it's still two weeks away, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I definitely think so. I think yeah. Ireland are going to win the last two games purely because we haven't seen a performance yet, and I'd be stunned if they went through a Six Nations yeah. campaign without delivering. Then Whatever. we're breaking the 07 World Cup glass. The emergency, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, look, it's uh, look in terms of Six Nations, like a lot of fun so far. I think it's been frustrating from an Irish perspective in, in terms of the performance, but the thing is wide open now. You know, Wales have a big does it that that last game, if we can beat France, there's mm. lots riding on that one. Would love to uh, deny Wales the Grand Slam. Oh Gatlin's my last, god, Gatlin's please. Last yeah. game of the <laughs> please, God, I would love to do it as well, especially in their home patch. <laughs> it would be great to disappoint them. But um uh, yeah, looking forward to the last few. And it's been it's been a good competition so far, I think. Well, on that note, Luke Keane, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers, Ed. That's all we have time for in the left wing this week in association with Ali. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with another podcast. And in the meantime, you could subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you for listening, and goodbye. The Left Wing Podcast is in association with Aldi, official supermarket of the IRFU.